Welcome to the Invino Fab podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. Invino Fabulum means in wine story. And there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities, paired with wine, of course. The Invino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. This is the show about transitions. All right, Patrice, we, we both moved recently. Yes, although you moved a bit further than me. I only moved two miles. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> However, I still had to pack up my entire house and, you know, throw things away and all of that. So that, that, that level of effort is the same. I do not envy that. Um, I will say my move was really painless um, because other people packed and unpacked me. So I was spoiled. Yes. That is, that is definitely nice. I was glad that um, I had my children to help me pack. <laughs> <laughs> so we both moved to probably increase our size of space because we live in a world where everything happens in our home, uh, work, mm-hmm. life, leisure. And you have a new home office, I see. I do. I do. And um, one of my daughters is living with me. It was definitely... At the time, two of them were living with me. It was very cramped when you have three people working from home in a very small space. So my new space is two floors. So we each kind of have our own floor. So that it definitely makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like our, our movie, yeah, we left Texas and we're in Washington now. Uh, and it was, I didn't have to necessarily move my position to rules based out of here, but we live in a time when who knows when we'll go back to an office to work. Um, our office is open and I do have colleagues that have gone in and I might go in to go pick up some stuff or pick up some equipment or pick up some new devices. And uh, that seems like people are working scarcely there, but we're not required to go back like till next year, January, you're at the end of the year. Is that the, you're on notification for? Yes. So as of now, through the end of the year, we are remote. And, you know, like you said, I mean, I know a lot of people that as soon as their leases were up, they left the city. And I did think about that for a minute, like, oh, it'd be, you, you could just say, I want to live in wherever and go, you know, and go move. Uh, but for me, like, I only just moved to Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's been, it's been two years, but at the time it was like a year and a half. So I felt like I, <laughs> I felt like I had just gotten here. Yeah. And so I was supposed to move to Seattle proper and then looking at houses there, there's no way we'd have that space. Like I love, there's some cute homes and townhomes, but they're, you're living on top of each other because in a city, you're just in dense population. So we're just North of Seattle now. And it was to get a bit more space and to be near some trails and get some outdoor life in a way. And so we, like you have separation by floors, I think is important because our home offices, who knows how long that'll be. Um, and it was also, I, I don't know, I think the move for me, and maybe you can feel this too, it made it feel like I was moving forward, like in a way, mm-hmm. like there's a transition, there's something to hope for. There's a newness yeah. in these all weird nothingness times. I don't know. Yeah. I will say, though, moving in the middle of a pandemic was a bit stressful. I'm not sure how it was for you, but having the movers in the house and having to navigate that was, was difficult. Yeah, I, I will say, we, I told Patrice, I hadn't left a block radius of like a mile or two from running, um, literally, because like, we had most things delivered. Uh, we would walk or run a dog, and we drove across the country and it was like okay how many masks do we need for this like seven or six day journey plus hand sanitizer and it was 
um, stressful, but it was also in a way freeing because I was like, I guess this is our holiday for the year because who knows when we'll go away again. I don't know. Like it was just a new concept right, yeah. of dining out on the road, getting gas, going to areas that don't believe a pandemic's happening in America. Um, so it was very uh, weird and also good because we did st- go through areas like great places in Colorado and like Wyoming and Idaho that we could hike. Um, and people recommended hikes that would be less populated or good ones to go during the week when we were traveling. So, um, but that, yeah, it was definitely a level of now that we're here, let's just like sit and isolate just in case we have anything and it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere for a little while. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the furthest that we've traveled is our place in the Adirondacks, which is about three and a half hours from here. And we generally can like just make it all the way there without making any pit stops. And then of course, once we're there, we don't see anyone, but we have, and we have like a big cooler and we pack like all the food that we're going to need while we're there. So yeah, it's definitely a different, different way of living. Yeah, I think more people are doing that, that road trip concept and go somewhere that you could be isolated, just you and your pod of people, your family or friends that you're Corona potting in. Um, that's something you and I said that like, it's something we're missing is the people interaction. And um, I think the this transition and move for me has gotten me thinking of, oh, well, what do I look forward to next? And I wonder how many people as they, there are, there's still lots of people moving, like business business and house buying is huge like yeah. we sold a house people are buying houses it's a hot market for some reason and uh yeah i think people are just looking for the next thing and this move got me thinking of like oh what do i want to be doing in the future personally professionally um i don't know has this brought up any thoughts for you yeah i mean i think a lot about what i want to be doing in the future and it, it, sometimes it feels hard to mm-hmm. think about the future, you know, in the, in the state that we're in and just trying to envision, um, you know, like, are we going to be able to travel? You know, in what, what ways are we going to, you know, in what ways are we going to, to travel? Um, and so from that standpoint, I, you know, I, I do find that, you know, as, as I think about like transitioning and I talk to other people who are thinking about transitioning, I would say not quite across the board, but pretty closely. Um, people really enjoy working remote. And I definitely see us having some sort of hybrid, flexible work environment. I think it's like it's a win-win for both, right? Because yeah. um, like especially in university campuses, you know, um, real estate is always right. Like hard to come by. You never have enough office space. So I imagine, you know, maybe like you said, you know, people coming in twice a week or alternating or, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. And I've, you know, I've heard a lot of stories um, like places that had offices say like in New York city, like they're shutting those offices down and they might have a satellite office in New Jersey and Connecticut where people come in when they have to have a meeting or, you know, same thing, like people are alternating. So I definitely see that, you know, I, I definitely see there being a transition like that. Yeah, we were talking about it because here in Seattle, Microsoft made the decision to like be fully remote now. And I think they're going to do 
what a few places like they've been asking at my work um would you come in why would you come in is it to team or collaborate how often would that be and then they're thinking about regionally offices like you mentioned and i what excites me about the future even though we don't know i think it's this time uh and the pandemic itself has made people think about what's important and so when do we need to sync versus being an open office or an office in general uh when when are we being purposeful and i think a lot of people i've been talking to about work things are like well is this my are these in line with my values do i want to be living my life this way or how much has work like impacted me from commuting to I don't know, like there's things that we used to do that I, I always go like, are we doing the things we used to do when we commuted? Like I used to ride a bus in Seattle. That won't happen anytime soon. But like I got to like listen to a book or, you know, mm-hmm. read a book or listen to a podcast and zone out. And like we still need those like work buffers between our lives. And what would that look like now is kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I um, I the other the other thing that I've been wondering about from, you know, like a work transition standpoint, you know, you, you mentioned Microsoft being fully remote. And so one of the things that I've heard is that like a lot of companies, so for example, like, you know, if you work for a company in Boston, they're paying you wages that are comparable Mm. to Boston. So if you can live anywhere, then they're like, well, we don't want to be paying you that high of a salary because you can now live anywhere. So, you know, I've heard ideas around there being kind of like a base salary and then depending on where you live, there's a percentage above or below. And I think that would appeal to a lot of people. There's like, you know, like you said, I, you know, a lot of the people who are moving out of the city are doing that because they want to get away from the hustle and bustle. They want their kids to have more, more space. They need more space. They want to be or need to be closer to family and that would just offer such flexibility for people. Yeah, I like that idea. And like, I work for a company that has like a cap, so they won't pay anyone more than this amount of money. It doesn't mean they won't get a bonus and salary plus stock options. And so I think in thinking about work and where people are, um, they're they're opening up virtual appointments or you're going to be remote longer with the option to move. But if you can work as productively, which we've seen, which is interesting to see me in different companies, industries and education, um, higher ed, that is K-12, I feel for them right now. But like, I feel like if people can do their roles and they're doing very well um, from a virtual standpoint or remote standpoint, well, what's the cost of them coming to an office? So I'd love to see like as some offices get repurposed. So uh, like Amazon has a, like a shelter for women now. And so women and teens is one of their office spaces. So like what other purposes could we do with the offices that are empty? Yeah. And I've been thinking a bit more about like, how can we use those spaces intentionally? So if you are going to bring a team in, what does that look like? Or um, there is still the need. I think that we do need that social kind of bump into someone getting coffee yeah. or getting lunch or have a chat with someone on a different team. Uh, but how that looks in the future, I think might be different. Yeah. And there's, it's interesting because I've seen some new types of um, software being developed. They're supposed to replicate that. And so, for example, like, you know, one of the things that our students have said they really miss is 
being in the library and having somebody just sit, sitting next to you. Or like we've said, like exactly what you were saying, like I miss just walking across campus and bumping into somebody or being in the cafeteria and, and starting a conversation. And so there's, there's different programs that are being developed that are supposed, they're just kind of like open all the time. And I think they're supposed to try and replicate that. So that also is kind of interesting that, that piece of it. But I do think, um, and I think we're going to see this as we go into winter though, that nothing replicates human interaction. Yeah. And, and it takes its toll on everyone. I think. I think you're right. And we live in houses with like little fur kids as well. And so even going out yeah. for a walk with them or to, like we went to a beach and talked to someone for, like we're both masked up and talking to another dog owner where the dog's running through the water. Um, it makes a difference. Um, so have I enjoyed sitting between plexiglasses at an outdoor brewery and having a fish and chips? Mm, not entirely, but it gives you that human to human connection still and you're yeah. seeing more than just your household or the select four people you know in the area that you've decided to say come over to my house and i i, I think it's it's something we i miss because you and i talk about like we're in communion with people all the time for different things like a meal uh conferences what is that even anymore patrice yeah <laughs> like yeah. what does that mean you have great meetup groups with your west org yeah. i know that you've been doing that virtually i'm guessing and we have been, and we've actually had, it's been interesting. We've actually had, you know, 75 to a hundred people show up at a lot of them. So people are definitely like craving it, but, um, and it, we've also like seen people like outside of the greater Boston area joining in again, it's like access, right? Like now people from anywhere can join. Um, but there is that wondering of like, well, people, you know, like, when this first happened, people were like craving talking to other people. Like, will, will it continue? Will not? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I know that I find because I'm on zoom all day long, as much as I crave like connecting with people other than the people that I talk to all day long. Um, you know, the idea it's different, right? It's different. Like if you left work and you were going physically going somewhere where you're going to interact with people, like the thought of hopping on another zoom call sometimes is well, it's that zoom fatigue, right? Yeah. Screen burnout. This is probably why Patrice and I haven't chatted. I, we don't do a lot of screen time at my work because I think it's something we think about more, but I love the access point. I think it's levels for me. Um, and you have this too. Like we work in a global world. It's brought, reminded people that we're not as North American us centric and mm -hmm. how we work and we need to think about other people and do we always need to sync and meet is what I've been thinking a lot more yeah. of, or are these meetings going to be 30 minutes, 15 minutes do the thing and then we'll work asynchronously because we're in different time zones or we just need some time to think about things. So yeah. I've, I've been loving that we've been thinking about these differently. And even this comp that I'm helping to plan an internal conference. And I said, what if we had some pre-recorded? like, would it yeah. be great to get more involvement? And that would be giving people the tools and access space to converse over here in this pocket of a Slack room or yeah. pre-record like a lightning talk and get a feedback in a different way. Um, so we're trying to think about like, it doesn't always have to be like you're live. Cause then we become like on little TV shows with our friends. And um, so I do appreciate that you've come into the zoom room with me on your on a potential holiday day off of work. And uh, yeah, it's something that it is hard because it has to be more than just like, 
hey, how are you? And we did this a lot at the beginning. And I've been trying to think of like, why would people show up? Um, I think we will show up for conversations and communion and checking in. But I've been thinking about if I meet with people anymore in a Zoom space, I might be asking them some deeper, interesting questions. I might bust out my table topic cards. I don't know. Just to have a more fun conversation, I guess. And I think, you know, like for like the, the West organization, you know, which is women in the enterprise of science and technology. And a lot of our webinars are professional development, like how to build relationships of trust on your team or overcoming imposter syndrome. So there still is a desire, especially, and maybe more so now to, you know, to be thinking about professional development because you don't have access to it. Like, like there are, there are less access points for it. Um, but, it, you know, another reason that people, a large reason that people came to our like face-to-face events would be networking right? Like just, yeah. you know, especially like in the Cambridge area, you know, a lot new people are always coming in. People are transitioning in jobs. They're trying to figure out like career path, like what are the opportunities available? And so in all of our webinars, we always incorporate, we use the breakout rooms a lot. Um, and sometimes we do like a quick, like you're in there with like three people for a few minutes and then they mix you up again. Right. And so I think that's been, that's been really effective. Like people are still really looking, you know, looking for that. I like that virtual mingle uh, aspect. We've been doing coffee shuffles. They happen a lot in our work. Mm -hmm. A couple of them, one's Seattle based, uh, one's also learning experience design based. And so you get matched up once a month and you connect and they usually put like a prompter question and you have like a 30 minute conversation with people in the org somewhere to meet. Um, But they do like that, like being like, yeah, the finding someone just to have a random conversation with. And for other than being online, I was like, I guess the dog park might be one for me, um, a trail. Yeah. Like those are where I run into people safely distanced yeah. with a mask. Uh, but I think it's it's very hard because there's things that moving to a new city that we talked about, like those meetup groups. I'll never go and do yoga in the distillery right now. But when will that happen? I don't know. Um so people are like, it's funny when we go places, we're like, oh, you just moved and you, it's rough because everything's shut down or you can't really socialize. I'm like, you know what? You make it what you can and yep. you do the best you can. And uh, yeah, so I think it's been, um, when you said about communion with your group with West, I didn't think about this, but this is something I brought up. And so I'm doing a coach training and it's been an interesting anchor to my week. So like Thursdays and Saturdays now I have coach class in the evening and Saturday morning. And someone in my Saturday morning class, cause we're in like a little cohort in our second class said, this is like an anchor to my week, or this was my community I could come to where we would yeah. do some learning and then we break out and do a practice coaching. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's true. That is a, in some ways something people look forward to and have some normalcy in their life yeah yeah that might be the west group for your your folks as well yeah i think so i think so all right so in the future i guess what are some things we want to do are we going to still do some uh interviews with folks we're interested in talking to we don't have to be on video if you don't want to be see yourself if you're, you're screen fatigued. So, but yeah, what, what are some things you want to talk about maybe this coming months on the pod? Um, this will be, I guess, our new season in a way. Yeah. Well, I know one of the things that I've been having a lot of conversations about, which is no surprise is burnout and emotional labor and compassion fatigue. And so in 
I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it through the lens of our field, but I'm sure that it's not only in this field. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, in addition to like just the rapid transition to online, I think people didn't anticipate the compassion fatigue that would come with supporting fact, like taking on what the faculty and students were going through, right, and trying to be their support system. Um, and so that's something I would definitely be interested in just like talking with people about and learning how people are handling that or people who are successfully navigating it. Cool. Um, one of mine, I'd like to know what people are doing as they end something. Like I know a few people are finishing their thesis or dissertation. They finished a degree or certification and they're like, they, they had a path career wise. What does that mean for them now? And what are they thinking about? Um, so I think we, I hope to have some conversations with at least one or two people that want to share that. Um, because I think it looks different in the landscape of searching for roles and in higher ed, in learning in general, um, whether it's higher ed or industry. Um, I think it just looks different. Um, job searching is different in general. Like I've supported a few people doing that. It's not impossible, but it looks, it looks like a new landscape in a little bit of ways. Yeah. And I know I've done a lot of hiring. And so a lot, mm. like most of my team came on remote. We've never met in person, but via Twitter and LinkedIn, you know, you see a lot of people who are transitioning into, you know, leadership, upper leadership roles. And so I've also wondered like what that is like, right? Like coming in, you know, in a, you know, pretty, like, what does it look like, right? To change jobs when you're not moving and you're completely remote. Yeah, onboarding is different. It looks totally different. Um, I had one month and a half, a month before we went remote. So I had an in-person experience, but it definitely looks different on our team and other teams I've seen. And how do we make onboarding better, maybe? That would be, be a good conversation to have. Yeah. Um, what about future plans? Uh, I, when we can get out of this rat race, Patrice, like, what do you, like, let, can we talk about, like, future life dream goals? Sure. Five, ten years down the road. I don't know. The big R word, retirement. I'd like to do that. We could bring some of our as I so as I was moving, one of the things that I found was my artist sway notebook. Oh, yeah. Work that we did on that. So Yeah, I'd like to aim I don't know, someone asked me a question and we could talk about this in another show, but like what what did you do three to five years ago to get to where you are? And I was like, Well, what what could I do now to put me somewhere else three to five years? So Okay. These are good brainstorming topics. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the future? Oh, yeah, wine. Should we talk about wine. some wine? wine? Yeah. Okay. Oh, P.S. I'm like six-minute drive to our cellars and vineyards, if and when you can come visit me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. It's most of the wine in Washington is out, out east, but we have a lot of cellars uh, and like there are some vineyards out near here in Woodenville it's called Washington so we live really close by there we could cycle there so it would be cool I know sleight of hand is a wine that I like and that's out in Washington somewhere I'll go check that out okay good um great and then any other stories that we should talk about have you been reading a lot in this pandemic it's been hard for me to read so I read a lot in the beginning of the pandemic. I have not read much since then. And I've joined, you know, a few book groups that I have not 
participated in either. So that's been that's been difficult. Um, so no, I have been listening to a lot of podcasts though. Me too. Yeah. yeah. We can maybe go to short stories. Maybe we should find short stories or one episode of podcast to talk about. That that's like manageable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Um, all right, that all sounds awesome. All right, so we have a good season ahead. Get excited. Don't worry, we're still going to talk about anti-racism and education and all the other good things that we should talk about. And we want to hear from you, dear listeners, if you have any of those interests like emotional labor, compassion labor, um, transitioning in roles, onboarding, come on board. Have a chat with us. Sounds like a very exciting and interesting season ahead. I'm looking forward to it. Until next time. (laughs) All right. Cheers. To catch the next episode, be sure to subscribe to InVinoFab wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at InVinoFab and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet, private message, or email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.